Welcome to the Hunter's Hub. This is your host, Fortuan, and joined by co-host, Mork Daddy. How you doing? Well, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, hoping everybody's having a wonderful weekend. So far, other than it's really freaking hot. <laughs> oh, um, you guys are lucky, because, yeah, it's, it's been cold, cold, cold for the longest while up here, but uh, eh, we finally got some green grass and some blue skies, so I'm pretty happy about that. If people hear a fan and crickets in my room, I'm sorry. I have to have the fan and the window open. It's just, I will die. <laughs> and joined by co-host Pan. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Um, I'm recovering from a, an injury that I received earlier today at work. Uh, I'm being a little dramatic. I'm fine, but I'm doing good. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> um. So, uh... Today, we're going to be talking about um, sort of like a follow-up episode to all this um, game suggesting we've been doing lately with different topics, um, such as the city builders, the fighting games, um, all that kind of stuff. Um, and sort of like, what have we, have we tried any of those games since that, that you know, we hadn't been familiar with or we looked at them or picked them up or that kind of thing. I actually have a lot to talk about. I've tried a lot of games since we started this. Um, and I will try to reference back to the, to the category we put those in at the time. And Morg, I know you haven't got into them as much, but Hey, you can still, I knew one of them. I know you've been playing the whole time anyway. So you can yes. still talk about that. Yes, indeed. Um, uh, so yeah. And before I get any further, thank you to Wolfie Mellon for the theme music and, so yeah, um, I have a bunch, so do we want maybe me to start off talking about one and then sort of interject you guys in between? Go I don't for know it. how many you have, Pan. Yeah, yeah we're good with that. Um, I, okay, I so barely have one. I have one and a half is what I will say. <laughs> okay. This, this sounds like it's going to be a 4 to one heavy episode. I'm yeah, sorry. That's fine. <laughs> it's, it's totally um, fine. And you know what? You know if you've played, if you're playing like games that we recommended to you, you know we can still talk about them. So it's cool. Which is good, yes. Um, so the first one that I picked up is actually from our city builders, and I've actually been playing this one a lot recently because I kind of got into it, and it's not normally my thing, but I like it. It which is banished, um, mm. the one that you suggested, Pam. Um, the city builder where you're sort of like settlers in like, I want to say it's like colonial times based that, on the, go ahead. That's a, that's a good way to put it. I think I remember reading somewhere in like the dev blog that the idea is that you have been like kicked out of the settlement for like religious differences. Mm -hmm. So you moved like, you moved like out West to make a new settlement, which is extremely like a colonial American thing. Right. So, um, so yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been playing banished and, um, I, I will admit I have turned off natural disasters because my first town was devastated by a tornado. Holy shit. There's um, natural disasters. Yeah. So you actually <laughs> have to turn that stuff off and on. I'm not one that really gets into city builders a lot of the time. Um, I mentioned that for some reason city skylines just really clicked for me on the switch. Um, and that kind of put that, that seed of like, okay, maybe I can get into this here. Banished is a lot more about survival of your community than anything. Um, because like you have to worry about having houses heated and 
um, like food supplies and stuff. So it's like almost a survivalist city builder. And I did not expect that from what we talked about. So I've had at least six failed settlements, including the first one with the tornado, which I promptly turned off natural disasters after that. <laughs> so they must have put some updates in since the last time I played it. Cause I don't remember natural disasters being a thing. Oh yeah, dude, I had a tornado huh. ripped through the center of my town. Um, there was actually mechanics to rebuild the city afterwards, no. but I actually lost so many people that I wasn't able produ- to produce enough food to survive, and they all just died. Yeah, yeah, I've had that eventually. happen. Um, so I, I also forgot that keeping the cities heated, or keeping the homes heated was a mechanic, because, yeah. like, like, mostly I just remember, like, keeping the food housing balance, because, you know, you got, you know, you build houses, mm-hmm. people won't have babies unless there's free houses, but then if pe- too many people have too many babies too fast, then there's too many, like, children eating all the food, and not enough people producing food, so. I, I know, there's damn kids eating yeah, all of our food. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, oh, so, like, pro, pro tip with the, with the housing thing, um. Don't build wood houses. They're a waste. They're a waste of space. Build the stone houses because the stone houses are more fuel efficient. Um, I agree with you. However, to get started very quickly, I have started building five wood houses, and then everything after that is stone. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, and also, if that's you, what I've got around to lately. And if you can build so, that yeah, mass ha- that massive house, there's like a boarding house you can build. Oh, yes. Yeah. So if you build that, the people will move into that so they're not homeless, but they won't have children while they live in the boarding house. Probably should start with that one, then. <coughs> now that I'm thinking about it. Because I think, like, 50 people or something can live in a boarding house. Oh, boy. I have yet to hit 50 people on a population yet. So, uh, I have had food, so- food shortages that have killed people. I've had... Houses not being heated fast enough that killed people. Uh, that kind of thing. So I thought, because I was reading the the tooltips in the game and that kind of stuff, they give you a lot of information in this game. Because um, you can assign individual jobs to people. And if you don't, everyone's just a laborer. So like you actually need to assign like farmers to a field. And... Well, you don't assign them. You can assign them to a specific field, but in general, you just make this out of the pool of general people. You make them laborers from to like miners or farmers or hunters or fishermen and that kind of stuff. And um, you can have random accidents that kill um, like people like I've had a mine cave in that killed a bunch of my miners. Um, I've had. Uh, fishing accident where someone drowned and like every time that this happened and I think it's cool about the game but uh, also very harsh is that every death is felt at least in the beginning because that is one less person you have to work to help everyone else survive yeah and it hurts like <laughs> like it really hurts the the settlement that i've actually been doing okay with the furthest i've got i think is year 8 um so far which isn't i feel in the long run isn't very far but i'm in year 6 right now with a, with a community that's <coughs> going very well and its biggest problem right now is a lack of wood 
Um, so I have to keep clear cutting areas, which is not as efficient as actually using a forester. Um, so I actually have two foresters set up now. And it's just like, it's just the crazy amount. It's, it's such a different spin on what I'm used to of like city builders. It's like, oh, we have complaints and we just won't do as good. It's like, no, we have complaints and these complaints will kill us if you don't address them. I'm like, oh shit. Okay. This is a little different. And I actually quite enjoyed it. Um, and I played it off and on for the past week or so. Um, but it's been kind of my, I've, I've had the girls here for a week. So it's hard for me to find a game that I can really sink into and yet still pay attention to them. So like when they're occupied, I've been playing this and it's actually worked out pretty well. Um, so how long ago did you play Banished, Pan? Um, like, I remember you saying this was a long time ago. I'd have to pull up Steam. I think the last time I played it was maybe a year to a year and a half ago. And I didn't play it very much. I was super into it about... I want to say about two and a half years ago. Was about when I was when I was super into it. And I basically did what I considered everything there was to do in the game at the time. But it sounds like it's had some updates since then. Um, one strategy that I have for uh, for the tree problem. You know, having enough wood. Put a mm -hmm. forest, like, whenever you, like, establish your town, just build a forester lodge, like, right there in this, whatever is going to be the center of your town. You don't have to staff it right mm. away, but just build it there, so that we right in the center of your town, you got a guy planting trees everywhere, and you can just clear cut in the middle of town and have wood available if you have an emergency. Uh, I kind of did that. He's on the out, like, on the outside of town a little bit, so, like, I have, like... The center of town is the five wooden houses, which okay. then became uh, the, the 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 now two extra stone houses that I'm at. I think I may even put three. I actually put down a town center too, which don't do. It's a waste of resources. It's just basically here's all the all the charts and graphs that the game gives you on the UI in a building. But so if you have a town center, you'll get nomads. Oh, okay. There you go. That's the reason why. Oh, which yeah. I did see. I just didn't see any nomads yet. So, but, um, and nomads are the secret to, like, growing your town quickly. Because nomads will show up as adults and you don't have to wait for the children to grow up. But you don't want to accept large amounts of nomads until you have a doctor. Oh. Because doc nomads will bring sicknesses with them. Like, every time you, I've accepted nomads, like, within a few, within, like, a few weeks, like, a sickness has broken out. They're those bastards that bring smallpox blankets. I got you. Basically, or Corona. <laughs> <laughs> or Corona. Yeah, a more modern reference, I suppose, yes. <laughs> yeah, so um, they, I never build a town center before I build a, uh, a hospital or a clinic, whatever it is. Okay, well, I have the... I haven't built built a hospital yet. I, I've been doing this thing where I'm like, I need a set amount of laborers, and once someone becomes old enough to, to become another laborer, I then build something and assign that person to that position. That makes sense. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Um, what I what you should do, what you should do with your farmers is during the winter, your farmers aren't doing anything. Yes. So you reassign them to other things until the, until the end of winter. Uh, and I have been doing that. Not all too often, but I have been. Um, sometimes I just let them sit as farmers over the winter because then they act as laborers. They will yeah, just do true, the general clear-cutting yeah. and stuff. 
Um, um, the other thing that is, much I figured out. Yeah, one of the other things is like mines and quarries, which you've already noticed are death traps. Oh yeah. So I I try to avoid building those until I can at least get one or two bunches of nomads in. I just rely mm-hmm. on being able to like clear cut and destroy the land until I'm ready to like have <laughs> until I've got a hospital built and then a town center and then I'm getting nomads and that's when I build a mine or a quarry. I gotcha. Yeah, I actually just finished a mine and the town center. I just don't have the doctor yet. The doctor was actually the next thing I was going to do. Because one of the things, like, there's so many things that you can keep track of. Not just the jobs, but also the city's health Mm -hmm. and happiness. Now, granted, my happiness has stayed five star the whole way. um, But the health dipped down to about three hearts out of five. Um, And then I built the uh, herbalists. Yep. And it went back up to four and a half. And I was like, okay, that should be good until I can put a doctor. Yeah. And then, so like the doctor was actually my next goal when I actually got enough people. So I won't accept any nomads till I have a doctor then. Yeah. That's good advice. So, yeah. So what happens is like when a sickness breaks out, um, like one person will get this like skull and crossbones above their head. And then anybody who's in the same building with them will also get a skull and crossbones. And Mm. then um, if you have a hospital, anybody with a skull and crossbones will just immediately go to the hospital. And people in the hospital don't give it to each other. They spend like a day or two in the hospital and then they're better and then they leave. Okay. Well... So that was the that was the first one that I really delved into. I actually quite enjoy it. I'm still going to be playing it. Actually, I'm going to continue to play it until I don't know when. But um, so yeah. Uh, so so Pan, have you? Is there something you picked up to play? Let Let's let Morg talk. He doesn't have gotten to talk. Okay. <laughs> it's true. Okay. Um. Hmm. Um. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Um. Ever since um Arch Tempered Namiel came out. Oh boy, I've been a busy beaver. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so pan for your knowledge, Nami La is a new monster in world, Iceborne specifically. I assumed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like this sort of like oceanic themed dragon, which kind of has like these. I'm looking at pictures. Weird. Yeah, it's kind of got like aspects oh, yeah. of like cuttlefish, anglerfish. Um, what is that uh, hammerhead looking? Um, creature it was a prehistoric uh, animal from, from a fossil that uh, some guy pulled up um yeah anyways it takes a lot of aspects from a lot of oceanic creatures and then it puts them all into like this one crazy beast and actually it's probably one of my favorite elder dragons just in the simple fact that it has dual element typing oh my god um, it, it looks like it looks like this one pokemon what this new pokemon hang on keep going i'm gonna look up this pokemon i can't remember the name of it because it's a new one but yeah, anyways, um, so they haven't changed, like, uh, the set piece bonus for it. It's still elemental, uh, acceleration, but the skills on the set are just absolutely insane. You get maxed out stamina surge on the helmet. You get constitution four on the legs. And so pretty much what I've done was I've taken, like, just those two pieces of armor and I've slapped them onto pretty much all of my bow sets because it is insane how much stamina, um... 
conservation that you get with your when using it with bow and having elemental acceleration on bow um it's surprisingly yeah. good because y- you can just fire arrows like crazy and then you immediately trigger it and then you're good for like 45 seconds where you get additional elemental damage um, oh, the jet dragon. Yes. Yeah, the dragapult. Yeah, it looks like dragapult. Yeah. yeah. It does kind of look like dragapult. Um, but yeah, um, as far as like, it's it's weird. Like, it's it's really stupid how like how much value people are getting out of like the skills for like this armor. Like before, I believe it was Garuga legs, Brachadios legs, and Rajang legs were top tier for for. Um, uh, skill like for like for total skill value because i believe at that time you were able to get let me see um for bracket i believe it was wex two and then you had like a four and i think two ones so you could essentially get let me see uh two level two skills two level one skills and a level four out of that with the Namiel stuff, you can get like I think like a total of like eight skills per piece if you really wanted to, which is insane for uh, for mm-hmm. skill value. And um, like the fight itself is phenomenal. I I, I actually have to, I, I'm impressed. I'm actually really impressed. Given like the the bad history that Arch Shepherd monsters have had in the past with how they were just yeah cheap I think... gimmicky like yeah they were bad. All they were so, was just yeah, bloated HP and attack. Since the uh, Pandora's box of uh, allowing us to rant on Monster Hunter a little bit again is is open, I will say that Arch Tempered is just as bad as Apex or some other really just unthought out um, mechanics. It's like, oh, we bumped up its damage and its health. Have fun. Like, that yeah. doesn't. And it gets one new attack. And okay, fine, whatever. One new attack. But like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh yes, yeah. The That's ancient the amphibian, of- yeah. the arrow-headed amphibian. Yeah, the thing. Yes. The thing you were trying to com- remember was called Diplocallus. It was a yeah, an ancient amphibian. And it's, yeah, it's its head looks like a boomerang. <laughs> it is such a cool creature. Like, I'm, we had that on planet Earth, guys, and we missed it by like I don't know how many millions of years ago. A couple yeah. hundred. <laughs> Yeah, but um, yeah, with Namiel, um, the Arch Tempered, they handled it actually pretty well. Like, sure, she doesn't really get any new moves per se, but it's like the arrangement of her attacks is different. For example, um, she has more aerial mobility. She's going around and like she's swooping over, and she's more than just touching the ground with her electric tendrils, um, like once and then landing. She's swarm. Yeah. She's She's flying around you, and she's triggering puddles wherever she can. And on top of that, she's also laying down much more water. And she's, like, providing much more crowd control situations that are more in her favor than they have been in before. So the difficulty for Arch-Tempered Namiel has gone up, but it has gone up in a way that is actually... Um, how do I say this? It, it's, it's more... Pr- I don't want to say practical or efficient, but, like, those words kind of, like, ring to my mind. Like, they're not... It's not artificial difficulty. It's it's difficulty sure, that it's was... mechanical it's, difficulty versus yeah. stats. Exactly. It's more than just bumping okay. the stats of the monster. They're applying changes to the mechanics that actually make her more difficult. And, like, on top of that, um, 
whenever she uh, causes one of her puddles, or a number of her puddles to explode, you get blighted um, with thunder and water. So it's Well, that was true before. That's funny, because I don't really remember that. I don't know, I guess I never really paid attention to it. But yeah, um... Yeah. Whew, she, she is a really good fight. And I would say that maybe, um... I mean, like, if you're looking to get the armor, you can get two tickets pretty much every single time. Which means that you're guaranteed to get those two pieces of armor. What I would have liked to have seen from that is maybe, um... The opportunity for, like... I want to say unique weapon designs, or at least, you know, like, a way to, like, reskin <laughs> no, the Namio weapons. not in like, world. Them... No, I know. Reaching for the uh, stars, man. Don't even uh, try. I just don't want even. this game to be good. <laughs> They're kind no. of going sort of in the right direction. It's just not quite enough. Um, they did it I, with the layered, yeah. ar- the layered weapons, right? The layered weapons is fixing a lot of that issue. And yes, yeah. I still pay attention to Monster Hunter listeners. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, like, yeah, the fact that you can change um, the base of your weapons to look like um, any of the, like, the, the the different types of iron. So I think there's like three different types of iron. There's three different types of bone, and then there's the Kulturoth base designs, and then you can uh, go into unique weapon designs. So right. So that is what, actually. What really I, what, what I have a problem with what you're saying here is calling Namiele a she, okay? There are specific genders on certain monsters. So it's he or she. I, I was actually point. curious about that, <laughs> if, if Namiele was uh, canonically female, because I know some monsters are and some monsters aren't. Right, which is why I would yeah. correct the way that Morg was saying that, because there is that thing in Monster Hunter which does cause confusion when people refer to them as male or female. When there really isn't a distinction. <laughs> so, I'm yeah, sorry. Namiel I mean, is like, either or. there's a certain amount of the uh, femininity to um, Namiel, like a like the way that it roars, um, the way that it moves. <laughs> uh, I don't know, like, like some deep sea monster, like a, I, what, so, what okay, are you trying to say? Well, and then it's like I don't know. And then there's also like the style of the armor too. Hold up. So, uh, like, there is a big tradition of <laughs> sea monsters being female and land monsters being male. Okay. You're like Leviathan. Yeah, all right. Leviathan is female. Behemoth is male. Yeah. It, okay. I don't know what it is about like oceanic life being and like, like the boats. Everyone it, calls like, the yeah. boats a girl. Um, well, yeah. okay. So like the ocean being associated with women has to do with the tides and the moon and other feminine things that get associated with that. So sure. so yeah. like a lot of a lot of sea monsters are by default female. Okay. I mean, I'm sorry for assuming your gender, Nebiel. It wasn't my Canonically, <laughs> it is not male or female, because we do have that with Lunastra, Teostra, with all of Srathian. Colve Terra, right? Colve's yeah. a, yeah, yeah, a Col- female. What's the male yeah, look like? Fe- What's the male Colve Terra? We haven't seen. I want to see it. Oh, we haven't seen. I hope he has antlers, I like want, an Ibex. That would be so cool. I want, like, Pimp Daddy Colve Terra. Oh my god, yes. Comes in I mean, with, like, it's golden shades. Mama. She actually is covered in gold, so... <laughs> no, I want, um, I want to yeah, have antlers I... like an Irish elk. Oh, yeah. you know what he should have? He should have, like, the big fuzzy uh, dice that you, like, you know, you hang on, like, your rear... Your rear oh, view. Geez. But, like, have them, like, around, like, his, like, neck or whatever, and he'll come in with, like, like the big shades that have, like, whatever year it happens to be on, so it'd be, like, 2020 shades. And then, like... <laughs> 
so he essentially he needs to be metallic purple is what you're saying oh yeah purple gold man that's the way to go yes yes oh man that that'd be styling um, so so there are there are some unseen monsters still um that that have like male or female or adult versions that we have yet to see so Gobel is my favorite example because Gobel is only ever a juvenile. They go into the deep ocean when they become adults. Yeah. Um, so we don't know what an adult Gobel looks like from third gen. Um, we also have not seen a male Gameth and a female... Um, Mitsutsune, yeah. Mitsutsune, there you go. Um, I would actually... So, I didn't know the Gameth was always f- female. Yeah, yes, I Gameth don't... Gameth is yeah. always female. Yeah, I, I don't know why it's, like, strictly female, but I don't know. Because um, they, they had yeah. Mitsusune be only male. Um, now, they tell you what the females look like, which is like one with no frills and coloring. Just very bland. Because uh, the males are, are bright so it's, for so it's a lizard. displays. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they don't say what a male gameth looks like. I think they may have mentioned that they're smaller, but that's it. Like, I don't... Like I don't think that we've actually will, and be a lot of there's a lot of fan theories on like what a what a male gameth would look like and a female Mitsusune. Um, so yeah, like I don't know. I think I think that kind of thing in Monster Hunter is very interesting, where we have these sort of like mystery monsters oh, that yeah. we know parts of their information, yeah, but we don't know the whole story. So yeah, and and by the way, in case you're wondering why we're talking about Monster Hunter in this list, we did we did talk about this in post apocalyptic games. So there we mm-hmm. go. Yeah, and I thought <laughs> I thought it was really fun. I was trying so hard to spread the rumor. I'm like, hey, Namiel is just an adult gobel, and everybody's like, nah, we're not buying it. And I was like, oh, oh come no. on, dude. It's even I know. It's different typing. <laughs> I know, I know. I try, but you know what? People just don't know how to laugh, I guess. But anyways, um, back, uh, back on the Monster Hunter, um, I ended up actually going back and just clearing out most of my optionals. I think I've only got like five missions left. Before I've completely cleared them all out, and one of them Dude, I'm I did that like to... in month one. Really? Like, oh wait, oh, you've yeah. already done like we, we run this town already? Holy crap! Uh, is that like the HR two hundred one? MR two hundred. It's. Uh, I've done it's... up through the MR two hundred. It's an MR twenty four one, but it's an optional. I think it's a six star mission where you have to fight Tigrex, uh, Narcacuga. Zenogre, oh, yeah. Rakadios, and Glavinus. And Unless I'm, it's new, I've done it. Yeah, yeah, I'm just getting to that one. I I was actually almost done that one. I just finished killing the Brachadios when I had to come over here to do the podcast. Um, <laughs> so, um... I, I have, a, I have a, a, an objection to the Gameth is female thing. Isn't there a quest in, uh, I think, Monster Hunter generations the one on the switch where there's a quest Ultimate, called yeah. king of the mountain and you go fight a gameth oh here wait yeah now I'm just look in, in their hunt in their hunter notes that could be it because they have some problems with translation sometimes there that could in the hunter notes they do say that is female i know that's canonically true that could be a mist like a, a bad quest name um <sighs> Google is so dumb. I, I look up King of the Mountain, Gameth, and what's the first thing that comes up? Filipinas Bernardo Carpio, the king of the Tagalogs. What? 
Come on, Google. Oh, hey, You're I got it. I got it. My bad. It's called. Never mind. Um, I'm... The Unshakable Mountain God. Yeah, yeah. Okay, never mind. Okay. And I'll I can say that also could be Blengonga or Rajong. Like, that also could be the name of that quest because they do refer to them as, as well in the in the mountains yeah um okay so i can i can buy that they the god of the mountain is the female gameth i'm still i'm okay with that because that's definitely a translation thing yeah i think so, japanese yeah. gods are you are like it, it's like a unisex term right um, I, I, from what I recall, I'm not going to say this for sure, because there's probably some, like, weeb that listens to you guys that's going to correct me, but Jap- Japanese like does not like have a whole of lot our... of gendered, uh, words. Okay. Probably saves a lot of time having to worry about that. It's not like it's German, where everything has to have a male and a female. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or Spanish. Spanish is the same way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay. Um, I will say that, uh, I have been warming up to the idea to coming back to Iceborne, but not yet. And actually my biggest hang up for it right now is actually my PS4 because my load times are just atrocious on an original PS4 and I just, I can't handle it. (laughs) We gotta get the new one. Gotta get the new one. But unfortunately those things are kind of pricey. If five... If 5 is actually backwards compatible, the reason I might get a 5 is so that I can play Iceborne quicker. Mm-hmm. That yeah, might, might be what too. sells it for me. And if I'm going to be honest. Like, I just don't... I don't give a crap about Godfall, the new the new game that they've announced so far on PS5, and I don't know what else is on PS5 that's exclusive to it. But obviously it was not that big of a deal because I haven't even heard of it. And that's, let's see here. Let's actually take a look at Godfall. It's like the one thing they announced at E3 last year for PS5. It's it. You'll get a trailer and that's it. It sounds like yeah. a hack and slash game, but um, we don't know much about it. It doesn't look very remarkable. I, I'm sorry, guys, but I don't know yeah. about this game. I think you can probably mm. save your money. You're not missing anything, I don't think. Uh, yeah, this doesn't seem too interesting, but I am saying that as someone who's pretty sold on getting a PS5. I have not been sold on it, but I do kind of want to get back into Monster at some point, but it is definitely the load times that are killing my enthusiasm. Because, ugh, gosh. Uh, I would come into a I would come into a quest a full like forty five seconds after everyone else because of load times. Oops, People would already be like, rates. "Yeah, so, um, <laughs> holy hell, holy hell!" Don't put that in my head. I actually what? have a balling PC right now. I don't oh. Wanna, oh no! I don't want to start over. Yeah. No. Because I didn't have to start over. I'd have to start over from World. Ugh. Ugh. That would be anyways. awful. Anyways. Uh, so another game that I got into, based on what we were talking about, also in, I think we talked about it in the City Builders, was RimWorld. Um, and I know Hippo and Pan had been talking talking up this game since before we started doing this anyways. Um, RimWorld uh has been a unique experience for me. Um, 
I enjoy the game, um, but I'm not near as hooked as as I have been with Banished. Um, I would like to. Have I told? I, I know, Pan. You've heard the story. Have I told the story on the podcast yet? I don't think so. I think I teased it. I think I teased it last week. I think you did so, too. Uh, so, uh, I play the scenario, which is the sort of standard vanilla scenario of you have three survivors, sort of crash landing, and you have to build a settlement to survive and that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm still mostly learning the ranks, the 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 how to of the game and that kind of stuff. And I still get tips from people from time to time on, on how to play, but I had the most epic meltdown of a community I can think of to happen. Like it was just, it was just bad. Okay. I thought you were going to tell the story about why you shouldn't name your uh, villagers. Oh, I can tell that one too. Yeah. Tell, oh, that, no. tell that story too, because like hippo and I started laughing at you when you named them. Oh no, it's because all the wrong people that you don't want to breed together start breeding. So, oh, no, no. <laughs> basically, so I named them, so I named all the the, the survivors, because you can take, there's a total of like, I think it's eight, and you take three and leave five, I think is right. I don't um, know, I've got it so modded that I, that I don't even know. <laughs> okay, so... It's some amount of people you leave behind, but I named the three that are going down on the planet myself, Pan, and Hippo, the other guy that that inspired me to, to play this game. And um, I was unaware of people getting together and having babies and that kind well, of stuff. Well, they don't they don't have so, babies. There are no babies in Vanilla Rimworld. Okay, I haven't got down that path anyway, so I've never had. Um, We'll get into. I, I've only ever had two couples try to get together, and only one successfully, and that did. Well, I will say successfully in quotations because that's the that's the point of story number two. Um, <laughs> uh, the uh, so I, I had hippo myself and Pan as survivors, and then like it was just sort of fun. I'm just sort of learning the game. I think it was like my first settlement ever. So I was just like just learning the mechanics, going through the tutorial, that kind of stuff. And then I would notice that like at times people wave at each other and there'd be like a little blip of like so-and-so said hi to so-and-so. And and, -and, and my guy just kept flipping people off. I was like, why am I such an asshole? <laughs> and so I was having fun with it and having like some some laughs. And then like I, my character complimented Pan's character and then like suddenly they became lovers. And I was like... Wait a minute! What? No, this is I was, I was like, uh, uh I can't. And I, and I was like, hey, if you put a double bed, they'll sleep together. I was like, no, that ain't happening. Nah. -uh. Then that settlement died pretty quickly afterwards, uh, because of because uh, not me killing it. Because but, like one well, of the characters flipped out because they had to sleep separately, right? Yeah, basically. And then um, they ended up going out. They didn't attack each other. They attacked, I think it was one of the Mega Sloths. And then the Mega Sloth went for revenge and killed him. And then, like, I only had two people. And it was just it was just bad. It was just a bad time. So um, I've learned over the, the, the different playthroughs of what animals to not attack. Uh, mega sloths being one of them, wolves being another. 
Um, I have a successfully killed a panther because the panther killed the, the, the pet dog in my current save that I've been doing. Uh, the panther got hungry and actually hunted the pet. I was like, oh no, we can't have this. So we revenge killed the panther and got out alive. But the, uh, the utter meltdown, which is the second story, is there was actually unnamed, like a, just rando generated names. I've learned my lesson. Just don't do that. It's weird. Uh, <laughs> um, the two uh, survivors were like, hey, we're flirting. Let's get together. So I put them in a bed. And it's like, I was looking at their needs. And I was like, hey, got some, like, times two or something. I was like, okay, they're happy, I guess. That's that's funny. And then, like, one of them ended up feeling insulted for some reason. So they broke up and got into, like, a fight. Mm -hmm. And it was like a fist fight. And I was like, what the crap? One of them got so injured, the next day they died from their injuries. The other one was actually sitting in my hospital recovering. And then um, the other guy, we got attacked. I think it it was either a wild animal or um, another settlement guy came to attack. And like there was just the one dude that was there to help because one of them had died from the fist fight. And the other one was recovering. In the middle of them trying to fend off that other person, it became a lightning storm and then hit my power lines and then the 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 fire spread from the power line up into the whole complex of everything everything was set on fire and then um the one guy that was up and alive died in the fire trying to put it out and the and was injured from the fight or something and then the person that was in the bed burned to death cuz they couldn't get out and it was just like just like this just cavalcade of stuff that just went wrong one thing after another. The settlement was just doomed. And I was like, oh, all right, man, that's cool. So I took a break from the game after that. <laughs> I, I played a little bit since, and I actually have a settlement now that's doing okay. But I kind of switched gears into Banished after that just to see what that was like because I also picked that up. And I actually got more into that. And I'll pro I probably will come back to RimWorld at some point. Um but I'm not I'm not near as attached to Rimworld as I have been to Banished. So there's that. <laughs> uh, so Pan, uh, what do you what do you have to talk about tonight? Okay. Um. Well, do you remember when we were talking about Into the Breach and how it was on Super Sale on GOG or something? Yes. And I was like, Oh my god, I'm gonna buy it! I'm gonna buy it right now! And I went out to buy it. So it turns out um, I had mistyped the uh, code on the back of my credit card, so I never bought it, and I didn't realize that until the next day. Oh, that sucks. And then I went, and then it was like tripled in price because it was no longer on sale, and I was like, oh, I guess I'm not playing Into oh, the Breach anytime soon. Yeah, because the sale had ended. And I was like so ticked off about that. I was just like, well, I'm not buying Into the Breach because I'm pissed. <laughs> So, oh, so that's my such a good game. Though. I know, but that's my like half story. That's my like because I said I had one and a half, so that's my half. Sure. Um, okay. Yeah. So then my one is the um, to the moon. I, I did have that. I have bought it, and it is downloaded. It's on my Switch, and I have started it up, so I know for sure I've bought it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I have. I did start to play that just a little. I actually like. I started it up, and I had just started to play it when uh, my car got done at the mechanic. But And I haven't had time to play any video games since, like, Thursday afternoon. 
Oh yeah, you you've had a lot of life stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I've had, yeah, I've had a busy I've had a busy like last couple of days, um, but uh, anyway, so I I am playing to the moon. I have not played enough of it to really say anything about it. Um, so sadly, I'm pretty pretty much just reduced to commenting on other games people have played tonight. Okay. Um, I guess I'll pick it up again. Um. With um, I, I I'll just a little blurb. I had been playing Legend of Grimrock Grimrock just before, like the day of we talked about that, uh, and this was for the, uh, gosh I can't even remember what, what what category this was. I know it was a dungeon crawler. It was the uh, Western RPG. Western RPGs, we I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I I I've played that off and on again. Um, that one's a little too difficult for me to really sink my teeth into so i i play it in short spurts um i think i just got past to a part where i was like i finally beat the first ogre i had to go up against and ogres are freaking tough like holy cow they like they'll do like half of one of my adventures health in like one hit so like you have to do that sort of circle dance around them and don't get hit it's so dangerous um on top of that, it's in a room full of spiders at the same time. So, like, it was just so stressful to try to get that ogre down and avoid the spiders and not get poisoned. It was just, like, if I finally got past that room, actually, just a couple days ago. And then I walked into another room. It's, like, these new fire-armored dudes that shoot fire. And, like, my most damaging thing is the spellcaster who focuses on fire. So now I'm just, like... Well, crap. Now I have to fight this new enemy and not use half of my arsenal. Like, <laughs> So that's been frustrating. So I don't play that very often. But the one that I did get into, and I found out I had actually played it before. I had just forgot. And that was the uh, XCOM, the first remake. Oh, neat. I forgot. I forgot I had rented it at a family video like oh, in wow. 2010. I had totally forgot it because it came back to me all of a sudden in one mission. I was like, I've done this before. Holy cow. This is where I quit the game. Because I was like, I don't like permadeath. That's right? amazing. Um, It was just like a flashback that suddenly came to me. But um, I, I have been playing that a little bit. Um... I forgot to save and I had to quit mid fight one time just because of something going on with the kids. Um, so like I quit mid fight and I realized I hadn't saved for like four battles worth of stuff. And I just, I haven't jumped back in since, uh, because I'm not, I'm not save scumming. So I actually have like permanent mode, but you still have to save directly at some points. I think is the, is the way it works. Cause the next time I loaded it up, it was like four battles before I was like, Oh man. Um, um I, it yeah, I think it depends. Like if you play on Iron Man mode, I think it saves after every decision you make. Right, but it wasn't Iron Man mode. It's it's this is just like I don't have saves coming on cuz like that's an actual like checkpoint thing. So I only have one save. I just never saved <laughs> after a certain point and I was like crap. Like that was a whole day of you know, a whole session of playing that I missed. So I'll have to redo that. So that kind of killed my momentum for playing it. But um, I had um, 
<laughs> I had uh, actually got into it, and the game uh, the game is actually very interesting, and I and I quite enjoy it. I do enjoy the uh, uh, the 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 sort of like the management aspect to it, uh, as well as the the fights themselves. Um, I have a mission where I'm supposed to capture an alien right now. And I have zero interest in capturing an oh, alien. Oh, that yeah, that that mission is a giant pain in the ass if you haven't like spec your uh, soldiers for it. Right, I have the gun to do it. I just don't want to. But hey, now that I've gone back in time, I guess I can do it. <laughs> um, but it's actually really cool because I never got to see some of the enemies I saw before. Like, um, there's this one that cloaks and starts choking someone. Um, the first time those came across in a in a battlefield, I felt so smart. I just put everyone in Overwatch, and then they appeared, and everyone shot them down immediately. And I was like, "Yes!" Then the next battle, one of them choked out someone and killed them. But <laughs> the first time I encountered them, I was like, "I know what to do," and it's it's just deliciously evil. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually had a lot of fun with it. Um, and I, I I normally don't like this sort of like chance to hit, chance to miss kind of stuff that some tactical RG, RPGs do. Um, but I'm okay with this one. Oh, um, yeah. XCOM is pretty uh, infamous for that. It It is, and I haven't minded it yet. It's the, what, what gets me is games like that that are like Wargroove, um, which... Or, um, what's the other one? The, the more popular... Wargroove is actually based off of Battalion Wars. Um, like, where you attack, but you'll lose part of your attacking force in the attack. That's the that's the kind of stuff that really gets on my nerves. Because I'm like, I don't want to have to figure out how many things this unit can attack on top of how many things I have to defend against at the same time. Um, and I was actually really excited for Wargroove on the Switch you know, ages ago when it, when it came out and, and war one, it was announced and then it came out like a year after it was supposed to, I still picked it up, but I'm not really fond of the game because of mechanics like that. And I'm glad that XCOM doesn't do that. Like it doesn't damage you to attack people because that doesn't make sense. Why would it in XCOM? But yeah, the chances can be pretty bad. Although grenades work pretty well. Um, it did take me forever to figure out that a heavy unit can't fire a rocket launcher if he moves, um, or a sniper can't shoot once they move. So they have to stand still and shoot. Yeah. Um, um, I think if you level up snipers enough, they get the ability to do that. Yeah. And it's, it's once they get to the second rank up, you can yeah, do that. Yeah. Um, I haven't played I just XCOM in ages, the... but yeah, I remembered that. But yeah, Move the heavies, I was like, I just want to blow this up, and I just put myself while, in it. Oh, wait. It says I can't do it once I move. Damn it. So, stuff like that. Um, I enjoy it. I haven't got into it too deep. Um, but yeah, so that's... I only have one more to talk about. Morg, do you have anything else to talk about on that? Uh, tonight? Any other game you've tried? Or has it just been Monster Hunter? Uh, Warface? Um... Oh, well, wait, Warface hasn't come up, really. No, I mean, Warface would have been part of the FPSs, but, like, we're doing that for side quest. Exactly, You actually got yeah. into Warface? Actually, yes, but I like... have been playing a little bit of it, and, oh my god, playing a Switch, 
a Switch game with PS4 controller with Switch com- with Switch schematics and buttons completely different on a on a totally different controller. It's it's confusing. What, <laughs> what exactly what you is your setup? Um, yeah, I, I you know I need to ask you about this because I did see this in our Discord today. I was like, how? Are, why are you using a PS4 controller? Do you not have a Pro? No, I don't have a Pro. All I have is a dongle. Okay. So you dongled the the PS4 onto the dock to make it okay. Yeah, wow, pretty much. Too- <laughs> I didn't know you could do on- that. Uh, just put it on the dog ears, dude. It comes yeah, with dog ears. Yeah, I was going to say, what's uh, wrong with the dog ears exactly? I threw them away! Because the drift was just absolutely awful. So I was like, you know what? T- oh, wait. You've seen my uh, Twitter post about that, right, Fortuan? Uh, when I was like, I have a solution here. We're going to take these. I take them, and I walk them over to the trash bin. And I throw those things down. And then I go over, and I'm like, here! And I plug in the USB into the dongle that is inside the switch uh, switch dock, and I pull out my PlayStation Four controller, slam it down. I'm like, problem solved. So well, no. only half of it, only half of the problem no. solved. Now you have to figure out all the buttons and how they uh, how they line up with. Uh, if so you had a quick question switch here, quick question here, Morg. So your switch, your Joy Cons on your switch, they have the drift problem, correct? Is that what I'm gathering here? Yes, they do. Okay. Yes. And also, the trigger stopped working, too. Okay. So. Well, I, I don't know how to help you with the trigger thing, but if you have, like, the slightest uh, handy-dandy mechanical inclination, it takes about 10 bucks worth of parts and about 20 minutes worth of time to fix that. Ah. Uh. Like, I, <laughs> I, work in a, I work in an electronics repair shop. I a can talk late. you through do it, doing this. A day late and a dollar short. Yeah, but like it, it takes like it takes like ten bucks worth of parts on eBay, and like twenty minutes of time, and it's super easy to fix. Ah. So uh, while we're on the, the the topic of Joy Cons, I learned something um, much to my dismay about Mario Party recently oh. that it only is allowed to have Joy Cons. What? No. And I was. And I was like, what the crap? I, I actually got it so the girls and I could play okay. together because they actually kind of enjoy it. Here's, like, here's oh, the thing you geez. need to understand about Mario Party and Nintendo. Nintendo doesn't want people to enjoy playing it. Apparently, that makes sense! It's, a- it's actually very good, though. I, like, it's actually pretty good. I know, but, oh, if, but you, this... if, you, if you think about, like, the most recent Mario Parties over the last, you know, six years or so. Oh, yeah. And think about it from the They've perspective. Been horrible. Of Nintendo doesn't want you to enjoy playing it. It all makes sense. It's like as if they just don't have a market for it. It just doesn't make sense why you wouldn't want to have, you know, offline co-op party games. Like, it just... Is there something wrong with just having fun in the house? Like, you can't invite people over, you know, have, like, you know, a plate of nachos or, like... Uh, maybe some kishka, or I, I, I don't know, like, what kind of authentic party dishes people would have, but... You know, I'd like to be able to play with people and just, you know, hand them over some guac, you know, maybe share a beer. Well, not share the same beer, but I mean, like, share, like, a case of beers. But I mean, like, you know. That's, that's, that's like 90% of the people that want to play Mario Party. It's, it's like people like Fortuan who want, like, a cute little fun game to play with their kids. And it's other people who want to get drunk with their roommates and play stupid games. 
Nintendo. Dude, I'll tell you what. The the they put in this like white water water rafting thing that's all co op based. The girls love it. Holy cow. We're just like basically digitally white water water rafting and then you try to hit balloons and stuff to go into the <laughs> games to get more time on the river. That so is you're so actually cool. just trying to get to the end. I, I lo- like I don't know why people like I, I, I remember that a lot of people were very upset about Mario Party. And I guess it's the Joy-Con thing, because uh, you can't use your Pro. It doesn't recognize a Pro. You can't play it undocked. It has to be docked. Like So if you just want to play Mario Party by yourself with a Switch Lite, sorry, you can't. It's not possible without you buying <coughs> extra Joy-Cons. Nope. nope. Yeah. Um, See, like... Um, That's pretty shitty. We bought the Mario Party for the Wii U back when, you know, Wii U was hot. Or, no, it was a Christmas present from my husband's grandma. Okay. And we played it for maybe half an hour before we were disappointed and gave up on it. There is no Wii U. There never was any Wii U. No, no, no. Okay, hey, 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 the Wii U was an awesome console that didn't have a chance. And also, (laughs) the virtual console library on the Wii U... Oh my god. There's so many games. Yeah, especially on. when you could Especially what? when you can go back and play the Wii Virtual Console on exactly. top. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. No, the yes. Wii U's virtual console is amazing. Um also the Wii U, uh we use it to uh play YouTube videos for the two year old and keep him busy. The Wii U is doing work yep. these days. <laughs> Okay, so yep. there is actually a lot more merit to the Wii U than okay, I anticipated. But, but Mario Party Wii U was such a disappointment. Um, I remember that, like... So, you know, there's this whole thing where, you know, you could have, like, you know, something displaying on the screen and then someone else using the Wii U pad and seeing different so you could have asymmetrical gameplay for Mario Party. Like, that's what we thought mm-hmm. it would be. Like, some fun mini games with that. Nope, nope. Nope. I, I got it, guys. I got it. Reasons why you should have had a Wii U. You know, I was going to do oh. roguelikes for next week, but I, I definitely feel that's a good topic. Of I will die on that hill. I will die on the hill that the Wii U was great. I never no, had a Wii U. Up until so. the Switch. <laughs> I, I kid you not. Up until the Switch, it was my literally favorite console ever. Like, same, same I was here. like, this thing is balling. Favorite ever. I have the I have the uh, Wind Waker edition one. Ooh. I had the original like black edition that had like the extra memory space and that's it. I never upgraded it or got a better one. Oh, we just I, uh... we bought a 1 terabyte hard drive and just plugged that into it. That's another thing. You just plug a damn hard drive into it. Yep, that's true too. I had a 3DS. That was pretty much it. Also morgue that's where the first hd monster hunter came into play oh yeah outside that of japan that is true oh. oh yeah yeah i played my first monster hunter games on the wii u oh precisely that the thing was a beast and it's why i bought a wii u because they announced three ultimate for the wii u yeah monster hunter three ultimate launched. that's the that's the one i uh got yep yep so yeah that's gonna be our our, our next like games you should check out so, is going to be why you, why you should have bought the Wii U. All right, okay. I'm on board I'm, with I'll, I'll do some research. I'm, I'm going to take a look at it. I'm, I'm ready to defend the Wii U. <laughs> I, I never a, bought this one. This is against Morg, and Morg's going to lose bad. 
No! Don't want to lose! <laughs> so, but it reminds me. I'm so salty about the lack of virtual console on the Switch. Like, what is wrong? What? Oh, why yeah. is there no virtual console on the Switch when they had every game that Nintendo ever fucking made on the Wii U? Yeah, I would like to see more N64 options. Like, to have some N64 ports, that would be great. I just please. Now, there's a few, but they're they're all individually priced and from third-party companies. For instance, Ugh. Cell Damage. Uh, I don't know if anyone played that, but that was a GameCube game um, that I rented a lot. I actually bought it. That's another thing the girls and I have been playing is Cell Damage, which is the yeah. car battle game. Um, that was on the GameCube and I actually own that on the Switch now. Is that like, been like is that like Twisted Metal for children? It is. That is awesome. It kind of is. Um, uh, there is still a stripper as a yeah. character, but it's like the G-rated stripper. She, like she wears like spandex and stuff, and says like "ooh" and "ah," but like oh, so she like looks like Jessica Rabbit or something. <laughs> Kinda just like a really tall blonde in leather that isn't all that revealing, and like oh, okay. there's there's like a, a a little like satyr looking dude that's like red like a devil, but like he's just goofy and nuts and has a chainsaw for his special weapon, and it's just like it's like the most G rated twisted metal you could get, but it's still. I played it as a kid. I liked it. And I I figured the girls would like it, which they do. So we play that a couple times recently. Because I've been trying to find things to entertain these girls. Because, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. It's just My son goes back to daycare on Monday. Yep. Raise the roof. Party time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I'm, I'm going to have time for all these games that I was going to play in quarantine. Oh, you know what have been really awesome? Having, like, Wii ports for uh, the Switch. I know that they don't really have motion controls, but I would have loved to have well, gone back and... don't you know, we're, oh. we're getting the beloved Xenoblade Chronicles 1 oh, all over yeah. again. Didn't you see that? Yes, I did I'm see saying that. beloved sarcastically, because I give no shits about that game. Look. But I want boom blocks, goddammit! Boom Blocks by Steven Spielberg was <laughs> a phenomenal I played the shit out of that. <laughs> it was such a good game! I just I just want some Pikmin ports. That's true, too. I want, I want, oh, Pikmin would I want be some, really fun to have, too. You know, I don't, I don't even... Look, I want Pikmin 4. I've, I've resigned myself to being, like, 50 years old by the time Pikmin 4 comes out, and, like, the desiccated corpse of Miyamoto will finally get it released. Yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah. I'd settle for a port of Pikmin 1, 2, and 3, and I'll pay whatever Nintendo wants for it if they put it on the Switch. Mm-hmm. There's It'll a lot be full price or more. <laughs> Just the way they are. Like... Okay, so imagine how much money Nintendo would have made if, you know, they had... They've, like, just scrambled to, like, just vomit out some kind of virtual console support a month ago. Wouldn't it be yeah. just wonderful... Yeah, I mean, yeah, but they're never going to get it, right? I mean, they're no, no, it, Nintendo gonna Nintendo. <laughs> instead, they're just going to promote emulators. Thing. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna do their thing to their to their glory and demise at the same time, always. Like they're yep. going to come up with this really cool shit, like the Switch, which is like my favorite console right now, and then. 
they're also going to not have ports. Like, it's kind of cool that we got a lot of NES games for quote-unquote free with the online service. Also now SNES games, but like... It's not enough. We need more of them. We don't have Donkey Kong Countries. We did get Star Fox 2 from that, which is freaking amazing. Yeah. But, like, there's like there's always a bad and a good. There's always a bad and a good. <laughs> yeah, sadly so. Yeah, I would have loved to have played some Donkey Kong Country on... <laughs> They're missing out on so much. Yeah. Oh, well. So, um... So, uh, I'm gonna get into to my last game that I, that I started playing. Um... And we actually just talked about this last week, uh, and I don't know if you finished it, Pan, but the the Katawa Shoujo. I did oh, finish Katawa it. Shoujo. I, I, meant to, I meant to say that earlier, actually. Yes, I did oh, finish the Emmy storyline, um, and it was it was really sweet. Oh, I'm happy to hear that. That's the impression I'm getting from this game, and like, I'm not far enough to even like. I'm not. I think I've been introduced to all the girls. I think. Um, but I don't think that, I think I'm still in the first week. Like, I think I'm about like where I pick up is the actual first festival. Ah. Um, is where I'm going to be next. And I've like met all the girls and stuff. And it's like, holy cow, the way they capture an awkward teenager in this is fucking mind blowing. I know. Right. Mm-hmm. oh my gosh like that's what it kind of wrapped me up in it to begin with at first it's like you would think it would be this oh i'm over this stuff i'm above these people kind of thing and you realize just how much like is wrapped up in all of that personality and anxiety for that main character that like he's trying to be a good person and trying to feel out what's right and that kind of stuff with like what's the right thing to say and mm-hmm. like do and then like that that sort of loss of confidence because of what happened to him like you i know you mentioned this last week but like i feel it playing this game it's like incredibly. i cannot so like this is like of the list that we're talking about tonight this is like the game that i have prioritized now i don't play it around the girls because i like to be immersed oh yeah and also it has x-rated stuff eventually i guess you can't turn it off you can't turn it off yeah yeah no and i saw that and i'm actually not bothered by that i'm trying to not be bothered by that at times that's like a personal growth thing well for me. <laughs> so having, oh having completed God. one of the storylines um i'm gonna say that it's like it is technically x-rated but like you never actually see any genitals so okay. like it it would it would offend Americans. <laughs> okay. But it wouldn't necessarily Which I am American. Yeah, but it wouldn't necessarily <laughs> offend like not like Europeans. Okay. Well, I don't know. I've been actually quite enthralled with this game. Um and I every time I've played it, I've spent at least two and a half hours in it and I'm like, I'm only gonna do an hour. I'm only gonna do an hour. I'm like an hour and a half after I was supposed to get off, I'm like no, I have to get off now. (laughs) (laughs) Like it is three in the morning, dude, go to bed. Cause the girls are going to be up at seven 30. Oh, that sucks. No, it's, it's been, oh man, I actually really like it. And I like how much personality and care each person is given. And then like, 
I'm just going to be a a little real. Like, I actually relate to the main character quite often. Um, Because, like, uh, I don't know. Like I said, I'm going to get a little real. It's like going through the, the my stuff, like with the divorce and everything, it's been hard for me to try to understand how to go back into that dating world at times. So, like, I end up, like, having a lot of anxiety on what to say, on how to say it, and when to say it, and all this kind of stuff that feels so dumb. To, to like, hey, just talk to a person. That would be fine. But, like, I actually have a lot of anxiety of, like, do what did I say the right thing? Did I did I mess that up somehow? Exactly. And, like, the main character goes through that a lot. And I was like, oh, man. Oh, man. I, the, the, the feels. <laughs> <laughs> so who's best yeah, girl? So, so far? Uh... I, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't really like the 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 deaf girl. Oh yeah, I hate uh, her that much. Uh, and I don't really like her translator that much that either. Even though she's a lot nicer, it seems. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't like that whole dynamic that they have. Yeah, of like exactly. I don't they're like pretty it mean to some other people for like I don't know why, but they are. Um. Uh, I don't know their names yet because a lot of them are Japanese and it's not normal for yeah. me. So it's hard for me to connect to the names. Um, so it's kind of weird to d- identify them by their disabilities, which is a point in the game that you shouldn't be doing. You should learn their names. The only one I remember for sure, because it's so easy, is Rin, which Rin is the the painter slash no arms girl. Yeah. And yeah. Also super weird, like super weird. Rin, uh, Rin reminds me so much of my younger sibling that it was so weird. Not that my younger sibling lacks arms, but just like Rin's thought process. It it kind of like yeah. creeped me out. I'm like, I can never pursue the Rin story. <laughs> the behavioral um, traits are just like, oh no, you're more like one than I realized. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For me, it's up in the air between the blind girl and because she's just so nice a lot of the time and it seems like just in the dialogue he seems he seems to connect at least for the choices i've made so far seems to connect with her a little bit easier and better and and, um the girl who has um the prosthetic legs that does track yeah uh, those are the those are the two that i really could see the story going to if i were to be able to correctly choose but that's the other thing is like this game really hits hits like i was saying like that teenager feel of not knowing what to say there's been a couple times where i picked an option and i was like holy shit that is not what i meant by that option like oh my gosh like that felt that went awry so quickly yeah um um and like that's how i felt in high school a lot of the time yeah like yeah, um, if you if you want to like see certain storylines, I recommend you look up a guide. There's a couple on game FAQs. Um, uh-huh. I I tried to, when I played through it for the podcast. I tried to do it as naturally as possible, um, but then once I started getting very close to the end of because I went with Emmy, and that's just like apparently where my natural mm-hmm. leanings went. Um, once I started getting close to the end of Emmy's storyline, I'm like, oh god, no. I am not letting the bad ending happen to Emmy. 
Oh, okay. So then I, then I did a guide for, like, the last couple of choices to make sure I got the good ending with Emmy. Okay. And I guess em- Emmy is the one at the track. Yeah, she's the track star. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I just kind of stumbled into her sort of plot line or whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I might have to look up a guide because getting the bad ending would be terrible. Once I know which path I'm down, I'll probably do that. Um, apparently, and because I, I was looking this up, have you ever met Kenji yet? Oh, the guy? Yeah. The, the psychopath that looks like Harry Potter and he's a, basically an incel? Yes. Apparently there's an ending with him. Ha! <laughs> so, oh, jeez. I'm oddly fascinated with what the ending with him would be, so I'm going to like play through this and figure out what that ending is. Uh, it's it's just you two versus the feminists. Apparently, that's that. I mean, that's my guess, right? I don't really know, but like, oh my gosh, the the dude. I kid you not. Like, there's someone. I'm not even going. I'm not even going to hint at who it is. But there's someone in my real life that, no kidding, actually has a very deep hatred for feminists and feminine stuff like that. That like it immediately struck a chord with me is just hilarious. Because the the stuff that he says is just off the wall. Now, it's not that crazy, but it's like, okay, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm pretty (laughs) sure Kenji is supposed to be bipolar or schizophrenic. Yeah. I just, like, I don't... (laughs) Does does, does he look like Harry Potter to you, by the way? He does. He he looks like a, 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 a devious Harry Potter. Okay, okay, because I thought it was just me, but yeah, he, he super, to me, looks like Harry Potter. Yeah, I think part of it's the glasses, the other part's the scarf that very much looks like, you know, Gryffindor scarf. I'm trying to pull up a picture, but there's uh, there's many real-life people called Kenji Sato. Oh, okay, yeah, I guess that's fair. I guess I've heard the name Kenji quite a bit myself, so... I cannot find any pictures of him. So we can show Morg. <laughs> I am well, very I thought Morg, you, you... I, I actually you haven't gotten... Too. I ha- yeah, I have played this game, and it was a couple of years, and I forgot a lot of it. But then once... Oh, yeah! That's right, the blind kid! Yes, I remember him. Yeah, like, he's, like, right at the very... Almost at the near beginning of the game. Um, I- yeah, he is partially blind. He's not totally blind, but he is partially blind. He has, like, giant glasses. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I just... He's weird. He's super weird. I'm Harry Potter! But, yeah. Oh, yeah. That game is... It's really, really good from what I can remember and from how far I've played it so far. I actually do need to get farther in that game. Damn it. Damn you, Monster Hunter. Yeah, that, you swallow up so much of my time. I mean, that's that's the one that um, that I'm going to probably be finishing before the other ones. Uh, I actually really want to get into, and I know this is kind of unrelated to the, to the topic, but I've really been wanting to get into Pillars of Eternity. Mm. Um because I, I, I've had it for years, and I just never started it. 
that's another game that it's like sitting there that I just want to get into but i want to finish a lot of other things first because of how big that game is supposed to be and it's a lot it's partially what i thought of like when i talked about possible topics for next week one of them being D adventures this is very heavily inspired by this old dungeon siege like multi-party D based tactical games um that kind of thing um like i just there's just so many games to get into and I've been kind of in the slump since Doom, you know, Doom Eternal. Of like, I just kind of can't like really sink my teeth in anything, other than Katawa, uh, Shoujo. Like that that one, that one for some like it's because it it hits on so many like wow, this is really how how like being a teenager feels. Uh, it's so good. Like I'm not like, and this is the 4chan one. Also, like the couple develop, you can see it on the opening credits of like usernames and not like actual names that are on the opening credits. It's like, wow, they did a really cool thing. Not saying that, you know, 4chan is a bad place, but it has a reputation as not so positive either. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like that, that, I was, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, the only thing I have left that's actually on topic with tonight is there are, games that i have purchased that i haven't got into yet that were mentioned uh one of them being the original fallout series so fallout fallout one and two um i have those um i have fallout one installed uh and i will probably get to that eventually i think that fallout will be after i get around to finishing XCOM because of the similarity of style of play, uh, even though Fallout's more of an RPG, but it is grid based in his earlier ones. Um, just my, my, my way of thinking of like, I don't really like to mix games of the same kind of play style at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also I picked up Crusader Kings one, not two because two isn't on GOG, but one is. So I want to see what happened before the Crusader Kings two stuff. Uh, to a degree. I, I have no idea what Crusader Kings 1 even is, so... Crusader Kings yeah. 2 feels like it could be a much better game, because I remembered, uh, what was it, Spiffing Brit played it, and he went, <laughs> he played as, like, this insane yes. god king, and I think he made his horse a chancellor. Oh, it was okay. so funny. Oh my okay. god. Okay, hold up, hold up. Okay, so the horse a chancellor thing. That, that, that is a mm-hmm. whole thing in the Crusader Kings 2 community. So, I first off, it. it's it's a reference to, I believe, Emperor Caligula. Okay, I'm giving a, getting a nod from my husband, who's a big Roman history nerd. Uh, Emperor Caligula, he went nuts in his middle uh, age and later years, and he basically fired his right-hand man and made declared that his horse was now, like, the, the Chancellor of the Kingdom. <laughs> or the, the Empire. Yeah. Another thing he yeah, did... Yeah, this is actually referenced in a lot of things. Even Game of Thrones drops a reference to it. Yeah. Another thing he did was that he declared war on Poseidon. And he did that by ordering the entire Roman legion to walk the beaches of Italy and steal all the seashells. <laughs> that That is a thing that happened. Ah, oh, Caligula, you're just great. So, um, anyways, uh, so if you are, if you are a ruler and you have the lunatic trait, 
some event, weird events will happen and you cannot, like, your, your choices for responding to them, uh, are nonsensical. And you'll just, like, randomly okay. pass laws that, like, outlaw pants and things like that. It, which it. pisses okay. off your vassals and causes all kinds of problems for you. But one of the things you can do is that you can, uh, fire, fire the Chancellor of the Realm and, and, uh, appoint your horse as Chancellor of the Realm. And this will spawn an NPC that is a horse. <laughs> and, okay. uh, this will spawn an NPC that is a horse named Glitterhoof, and it all, Glitterhoof always has the attractive trait, the strong trait, and there's there's one other trait that Glitterhoof always has, but I can't remember what it is. I think you can make him immortal. No, no, no. That's a different thing. That's a different thing. Mm. The immortal trait is a thing that can happen. So, anyway, so, but Glitterhoof always has attractive and strong, which are very good traits to have, but you know, it's a horse, so... Yeah. Anyway, so if it's you appoint Glitterhoof your chancellor, you cannot fire Glitterhoof for at least five years. And in, early, okay. in earlier versions of the game, there were there were exploits that you could use that would force Glitterhoof to marry someone. And then, you know, then the game would, oh, these two NPCs are married, let's fire, and Glitterhoof has strong which and attractive, which both improve his fertility. So Glitterhoof could have children. Glitterhoof's <laughs> oh. ethnicity in the game... Glitterhoof's ethnicity <laughs> is horse. So therefore, uh, Glitterhoof's children have a 50-50 chance of inheriting his ethnicity or his wife's ethnicity. And if they inherit horse uh-huh. ethnicity, they are also horses. Oh okay. my god. So, so it became a meme on in the Crusader Kings community to use this exploit to force Glitterhoof to marry your sole heir. And then when you die, you are the heir, oh no. married to Glitterhoof, and your children are horses. And so then, of okay. course, you know, that human dies, and then you, your heir is then the spawn of Glitterhoof, who is a horse. And then okay. horses take over the world. My kingdom for horse! Okay. And, uh, yeah, there was... I love it. There was this one infamous playthrough that someone on the Crusader Kings 2 subreddit did, where they, uh, they, they did this exploit... And they, they basically married Glitterhoof off to, like, four women, and he had dozens of children. And then they they did another exploit to get it so that, you know, his, his like, grandchild was a horse, and then, you know... He basically ex- exterminated humankind and selectively married off only the horse spawn of Glitterhoof so that all human NPCs in the game were slowly replaced by horses. That is beautiful. Oh, and that's, like, what? thousands... Okay. That's thousands of oh, NPCs. Round of applause. Holy Round of God. applause. Oh my God. Genius. They, so they, they patched so out that I'm exploit. Get... <laughs> they, they actually patched out that exploit, but then in the very last Crusader Kings 2 DLC, they, they just added a thing where you can choose various animal ethnicities as your like starting character. The true oh, Aryan okay. races. Oh, wonderful. What I wouldn't okay. give to be a horse. Yeah, so yeah, Glitterhoof is a, is like a meme on the Crusader Kings YouTube subreddit. <laughs> well, I'm going to be eventually delving into Crusader Kings one because two is not available on GOG as of right now, which is weird. I feel that's like a weird hole hole to have sometimes. It's like why have the old one and not the new one? Vice versa with like uh, the Legacy of Cain and um, Soul Reaver series is on GOG. Except for Blood, o- Blood Omen 1 
isn't what Blood Omen 2 is. And I'm just like, but what if I want to start with Blood Omen and and learn the story? Nope, you gotta start with 2. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I mean, which Blood that's Omen- another series that I have that I want to get into. It's like, there's so many things that I eventually want to get into. Um, I mean, Blood Omen yeah, 2 th- is a really, really good game. Like, it's, it's definitely something. Never played play. it. I've had a very good real life friend who swears by that series, um, both soul reaver and legacy of Kane, and then their eventual convergence. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, like I, I don't know. Like I'm just, there's so many things that are like, I just haven't got into playing. Cause like, like I was so hyped about doom and doom was gone. And I was like, well, what's, what's next? And why right now it's Katawa, but um, after that, probably XCOM. I actually enjoyed XCOM. I just, you know, crapped myself out of four battles, unfortunately. <laughs> and, you know, Banished along the way. I don't... And Banished and RimWorld feel like games that I could play every once in a while and not really play constantly. Um, but yeah, I just... I don't know. There's been so many cool things, you know, that that have come up because of you guys and some other people with, you know, all these different games. Because, like, there's no way everyone can play every game Mm-hmm. for even a single system growing up and that kind of stuff and i've always hit both nintendo playstation and pc gaming so there's a lot of stuff i just don't have an experience with that like even though i played a lot of stuff as a kid and teenage years i never because i've been playing video games literally since i was two like and like seriously gaming since i was two like i I, the one of the stories that my dad likes to brag about is that when i was two i was able to go through granted not on my own i actually had a little little note to the beside the computer of what characters to actually type of like i actually went through dos to actually launch a lot of games when i was two so like i actually played prince of persia at that time and like really old computer games you mean to tell me that your dad was the game genie? Dude, my parents are amazing. Like, I don't talk about them too much, um, but, like, they're nerds. My mom's an art teacher. My dad's an engineer. I actually work for the company also as an engineer, family business. And, like, they both played D&D and, like, my dad's mom's basement for years they had fog machines and costumes and stuff like they were just like oh my I, god yes they are how i got into D and like i got into D D literally because the version one monster manual sitting on our fireplace mantle when i was a kid like i am such a nerd because of my parents are such nerds like And even though my parents don't play a lot of video games now, they're still, you know, halfway interested. Like my dad, I talked about with the Doom stuff. My mom and dad played a lot of Doom with us when I was a kid. And that's why I'm so attached to that series. So stuff like that. And just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just happy. I have my family the way they are. They're so awesome. Um, so yeah, like, uh, I don't. I think that was it for what we had tonight, which is much shorter episode than normal. But then again, it was mostly me kind of catching up on what we've been doing, like you know, games that was suggested to me because I've been kind of in a trying to figure out what to play lately. So I ended up picking up a lot of different games and tried to figure that out. I've also picked up a few Switch games, like a brand new one that came out a couple days ago called The Book of Demons. 
I kid you not, it's a straight-up Diablo 1 clone. Oh, no. All, almost to the key. And, well, here's the thing. they did they The gameplay is a bit different, that it's actually interesting. But, like, the town literally has, like, a Deckard Cain guy standing at a well. Started a while. identifies items for you. Uh, he doesn't do that, but, like, they make fun of Griswold. And, like, can you imagine they actually used to use a blacksmith? Like, it's, like, all sorts of just funny stuff. Like, oh, I, I, lo- I love it because it's it's a good it's a good parody of Diablo 1 while also being its own thing at the same time. Um, I haven't got to play it much, but I, I've enjoyed it. And I've been playing here and there a lot of different things on Switch. Animal Crossing, I mentioned, you know, Mario Party today. New Super Lucky Tale. A lot of these are stuff that my girls also play just to give them something to do. Ooh. So yeah, I don't know. You should play Super Mario Deluxe 8. It is actually really, really good. I actually enjoy playing that game. You talking about Mario Kart? Yes, I am. On the Switch. Really good game. Okay, Super old. Mario Kart Deluxe 8. Yeah, you, that, yeah you that's left not out what the cart. you said. <laughs> oh! Did I? Uh, did I? Oh, yeah. I left the Mario Kart. Oh. Oh, wow. I, Morg, I 100%ed that game the April it came out, as in the month it came out. And then I 100%ed the 200cc the month later. Oh, my goodness. Like, I, like I, I have Mario Kart down pat. Like, the girls actually play that one, too. CC's actually really good on 50cc with the aim, you know, the steering assist. But, I mean... Yoshi he still gets first. Yoshi is the best boy. I tend to play Luigi because that Luigi stare. Oh, I can't... yeah. <laughs> the, the meme took a hold of me and I've never not played Luigi since. He looks so angry. Actually, if you actually look at my Switch avatar, and a couple of people have me added, Mossy, you, and you two have me added on the Switch also. My avatar is still most of the time Luigi because of that. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, um, next week we're going to go back uh, back into the you know bunch of games we're going to suggest, and I'm totally down for reasons you should have bought a Wii U. Like I, I that is a hill that I will also die on, Pan. Like I, I'm super excited about that episode because like I I like the idea tossed around maybe doing roguelites or D and D inspired games, and I, I think I'll I'll put those in the back burner for for Wii U because like. That system needs some love. Mm-hmm. It does. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. People shit I'm, on I'm it down all for the time it. still. Yep. So, uh, anything else to, to add tonight, guys? Before we sign off? Um. Oh, uh, did I mention VA11 Hall Dash A uh, when we talked about uh, dating simulator sort of video game novel games? No. Not a Okay. Well, uh, my husband just interjected. It's not a dating simulator, but you can like have different branching paths that end up with that choose like who you end up with in that game. You can't date it. Okay. Okay. Anyways, V Valhalla is what it's called. It's like V A eleven Hall A. It is a game okay. where you are a bartender in a cyberpunk dystopia. Okay. And you, you mostly just—it's mostly just about mixing drinks and hearing the stories about pe- uh, from people who are like hanging out in your dive bar in Cyberpunk Futureland. Mm. All right. 
I have not. I have not heard of this. I I forgot to mention it before, but yeah, it's a. Um, it was made by this like Venezuelan uh, video game company, and they ju- they kind of just made a promo version of it for this like twenty four hour game uh, development uh, game jam is what it's oh, called. Oh, so a game jam. Yeah, game yeah. jam. And then uh, the 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 pro the promo version really took off. So then they made the full version, and it's it's a really interesting game with like tons of different stories to discover about the various characters in the bar, and the way you sort of get the paths to branch off is if you screw up their drinks or if you make the drinks the the way they want them. Okay. And also there is a character in the game that is straight up Jim Sterling. I remember this game and I only remember it because there's a show that I watch on YouTube called How to Drink where he tries to make drinks based off of fictional stuff and so he was referred to this game and all the different drinks that you could make from that game, and he had to try and make them in real life using um, that game as a reference. And so the fact that you reminded me of that, I'm like, wait, I know this game. I've heard this before. Yes, I do know this one. Yeah, it's the one where you have to mix drinks for people uh, catered to their specific tastes, and that way they'll keep coming back yeah. to your bar. Yeah, um, so the developer, so it's VA11 Hall A, or just call it Valhalla, a cyberpunk bartender action. Uh, the developer is Sukebon Games, um, and it is on uh, PS Vita, Switch, PS4, and PC. Uh, which includes good old games. I yeah know. yeah it's on God yeah. Check this out. I'm gonna get this on PS4. Okay, that is interesting. It's not my favorite setting by far. I really don't. That's one of the things I don't like steampunk. I don't like steam engine. That kind of, kind of aesthetic. But um, this is cyberpunk. This does look not interesting at this cyberpunk, which translates into cyberpunk for me. Oh, okay, like, I don't okay, like okay. either one that much. Okay, but I will take. A, I have wish listed it as we are talking, because it does look interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's super interesting. Uh, my husband's like a giant cyberpunk nerd, and this is one of his favorite games. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's kind of thing is like I I like the uh, 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 what is there? Uh, it's a cardinal. The the guys who actually make good old games, the same people that do the Witcher. CD Project Red. Yeah, yeah, they're making Cyberpunk yeah. twenty seventy seven. Yes. Yes. I, everyone is so high for Cyberpunk, and I love good old games. I liked supporting their stuff, and I like The Witcher to a degree. I I don't think that I can play. Uh, the Witcher that much, although I do have the Switch edition for Witcher 3 sitting saran wrapped over there. I didn't play it, but I, I you know, I, I like the, the series enough to, you know, to think I was going to play it at some point. Um, but, like, I have zero interest in Cyberpunk 2077. I honestly... Like, it looks, everyone's... It oh. looks like a, like, it could be a cool game in its own right, but, like, for me, that is not, like... I'm just like, I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't... Everything that they've been selling has just been like, nah. <laughs> I was going to say that, you know, I would have liked to have seen it if they had, like, made, like, a bundle package for all the Witcher games. So that way you can play them one through three, and then all the choices that you make carry over from one game into the next one. They, do, they do, though. They do. They have a bundle package for Witcher. On the they Switch. don't have a bundle package, but th- but the games but the, the do old, carry. The, and the old Witcher games are cheap as hell. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, I knew that, but I mean, like, it kind of seems like it's really oh. more restricted for PC. Well, right, but when you play it at the beginning, usually early on in the beginning of the Witcher games, they ask you a series of questions that determines how uh, things went in the previous game. Because my husband ah. did that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's not the full experience, but yeah, it's it's it essentially boils down... <laughs> all of those choices in the previous games into a series of questions, which actually their answers are just as much as the, the, the events that actually mattered in those previous games, but still it doesn't, it feels cheap doing it that way. I agree. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just so funny. Cause like everyone loves the cyberpunk game. Every time I, t you know, people talk about it and I see it on GOG every time I open it up, I'm just like, nah, <laughs> we haven't even really Just gotten man. a chance to well it's not even out yet so i mean no it's not but it's coming out this year even with the delay it's gonna be good we know it's gonna be good i mean i don't know that and i'm pretty sure it'll be good but i'm not really <laughs> uh, i trust these <laughs> developers like i mean if it were an ea game or if it were bethesda well if it were bethesda i'd be kind of like eh, maybe yeah but if it were it's, EA, I'd be like, fuck it. I don't, it's not that I don't trust it'll be good. It's just I have zero interest in it. You know what I mean? Like, it's total different situation. I'm just like, meh. It'll be all amazing, and I don't care. You were, <laughs> you were probably one of those kids who never appreciated Akira. <laughs> I mean, I didn't play... I still haven't watched Akira. I don't really have an interest to. And I... I, I uh... It's weird. I didn't play it's... Super Metroid until I was like twenty five. Oh, like wow. there's certain things that I just never met, like I never played because I was just like it didn't interest me. Oh, like heck, I hated Star Wars as a kid. <gasps> hated, actively hated it. My dad liked it um, because I hate Star Trek because that's all my dad would watch as a kid. As oh. and I was like, no, it's the same stupid crap. And then I fell in love with it, you know, when the next episode one came out. The next got into generation the was a masterpiece series. Patrick Stewart, he really sold it. Oh, when can we, I, mean, I like when Patrick can we, Stewart. When can we do a, a podcast about ranting about how shitty Picard was? What? No, no, you're not allowed to do oh. that. I'm interested. No, no, I actually no, like Picard. Not, so not I'm Captain interested. Picard Mordek. I mean, the series Picard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we might as well talk no, no, about no, that. No, 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 no. I haven't, I haven't seen it. I meant the series so. Picard. No, oh. not Captain Picard. No. Oh, you damn near gave me a heart attack. No, no Morg. Um, no. Uh, so, back in the day, when I was a when I was an impressionable 11 to 13-year-old gal, uh, Star Trek Next Generation was just what they played on Spike TV, like, all day. Yep. Oh, yeah, I love Spike yeah, TV. Yeah, they did. So that's, that's what gave us a uh, the thousand ways to die. I have, I, no <laughs> I have no idea. I only watched I only watched Next Gen like for hours on that channel. Oh, buddy, yeah. MXC. You remember that show? Oh, <laughs> Korean to... game shows are so good. My husband's never seen that, and like we we've seen. Some... Did you guys ever watch AMV Hells? Do you know what oh, I'm talking about? Oh yeah, I remember. Okay. Yeah, AM... yep. <laughs> okay, yeah. so there's a lot of like AMV Hell audio like AMV Hell clips. Where they took audio from MXC, and my husband's never seen MXC. It is hilarious. And I'm like, oh my god! Oh, Sometimes we need so to like good. get some get like really drunk and watch that together because it's amazing. It is. You don't even have to be drunk. You don't even have to be even close to drunk no, for, you to don't. enjoy that show. No, you don't. Oh, but it'd be it's fun to so do. It's so good. 
I love MXC. Um, every episode, and I, I don't know, a lot of people who have watched this show haven't really picked this up that I've talked to, but it's something that stuck out to me. Every episode had a person named Bubba Ganoush. Yep. And I was just yep. like... And I was just like... Yeah, there's Bubba Ganoush. Why? And Bubba Ganoush is coming around and Bubba Ganoush is down. <laughs> like, like, it took me forever as a as a young teenager to figure out that it was dubbed over and that wasn't the real audio and i was like why do there's why is there so many people named bubba ganoush and like i was just like that's and then i realized it was all just a joke everyone like oh it's obviously dubbed okay it it's not it's what's so really happening uh, and i was like okay all right now they're just doing that joke dubbing and i i get it now but like it took me a lot longer than i expected to to catch on to that joke, but I love that show. And a thousand oh, ways to die was, was like pan. It was like a list of like I the do, weirdest ways. I do remember watching died. a few of them. Um, like the guy who like, I remember there was, there was this hairdresser in like the seventies who like overdosed on quaaludes and like fell asleep on his like oh. curling iron. And it like, yeah. burned, it burned its way through his neck and he never woke up because he was like that high on quaaludes. Oh my god. No. The one of the one of the ones that I was always like what the crap it was the uh the the Japanese couple that simultaneously oh, got yeah. a heart attack. My my husband sex. and I were talking At about the that the same other day. Time. Yes, they both had like heart yeah. conditions. Oh my goodness. But they were like they were married for what was it like four years before they decided to just to get, finally get down and do it, and then when they did, they just died. Oh uh, well, I mean that's because they're also Japanese. Well, I mean at least okay. they went out happy. I, I get it. I get it. I'm, 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 I'm not I'm even pro- trying to be. I'm, I'm not even trying to be racist. Person they got I this whole to. like they got they got hangups, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I understand that. I would like as far as that aspect of their culture, I would fit right in. <laughs> <laughs> usually but hey i'm working on it right <laughs> but yeah anyways like the the oh gosh like, i the, i liked spike tv and that's what we got the video game awards from mm-hmm. was spike tv's video game awards that sprung you know what jeff Keeley does now with the vgas um because he actually used to host those at the time and now he does like the real ones, I'll call them, because the Spike ones were kind of they like people make fun of the VGAs now for being sort of like commercials. Because I mean, yeah, they kind of are. That's how you make the money off of a show like that. Yeah. But like, I really enjoy the VGAs, and it's very clear that I do. Morg, you were new onto the show when I was flipping out about them, mm-hmm. but like, I find for the industry as a whole of gaming, I feel that it is a po- good and positive thing. Because it actually highlights the people who actually worked on this stuff. Yeah. And not just, like, Miyamoto. Like, they're actually, you know, talking about the voice actors, the developers, the, you know, the QA people. Like, they actually, you know, they're all invested and you can tell. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's a really positive experience for a lot of people. Which makes me wonder with the coronavirus, if, like, I don't, I mean, it sucks that EA got canceled. Not EA. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't E3. we all want EA canceled? <laughs> uh, no, because that would lose a lot of jobs, unfortunately. Um, 
but E3 getting canceled and a lot of these big, you know, gaming shows that we would normally have a lot of hype for are just not here because of the coronavirus. So I kind of wonder if we're going to get the VGAs. Now, thankfully, VGAs are much later in the year. But like, what's that going to be like? Is is that is that going to be a thing? Are we not going to get them for their, I think it's sixth year now, maybe seventh? Like, what's going to happen to BlizzCon? What's going to happen to all these things I look forward to in later in the year? Because mm. uh, I need my Diablo 4. Like, I... I need to know. <laughs> oh, it's coming. It's coming. I, I had to wait for StarCraft 2 when it was first being talked about. I think... How long did they delay that game? It's like several years, actually. Quite a long uh, time. I think it was two or three two or three years when they actually delayed from what they said they were going to do. Yeah. Dude, that's nothing compared to Diablo 3. They, they announced that shit in 2008. Four years later, it came out, I think. Yep. Maybe it was before 2008. Operation CWAL. Can't wait I any b- longer. I bought a computer to play Diablo 3. It was outdated and unable to run Diablo 3 by the time Diablo 3 came out. I was so mad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man, that's Sorry. something. I was, I was geeking out again about Diablo. It's cool. M- all right. Well, I think uh, I think we've reached a good ending point tonight, folks. So uh, we'll go ahead and sign off. This is uh, Fort One. Uh, you can catch me at Pod on Twitter, um, and you'll see me tweeting various stuff. Do- doing a lot more podcast episodes. Like I said, we're going to be recording a new show that is specific review slash talk about a game tomorrow. Uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses with a group of people, and might. It's a it's a kind of like a new pilot for a show. Might do that a little once in a while. Get a group together of like, hey, we all play this game and want to do a deep talk about it for a long time. So let's let's do that. So might talk about doing some games like that in the future with other people too. So we'll see how that goes. Um, look out for that episode soon, uh, and I'll see you guys in the next quest. And on that quest, where you be, Morg? Well, I'm gonna be on Twitch and Twitter like I always do, posting about all kinds of silly stuff. Like, for example, I just tweeted just recently uh, about how Alatrion kind of reminds me of Billy Idol with the way that his hair and crest forms. But anyways, yeah, very punky. Um, and uh, I'm probably going to be... Tr- I'm going to do my best to try and play other games aside from Monster Hunter, but my god, there is still so much to do in that game. I still have to complete all my optionals. I have to try and build a new gathering set mine out a crap ton of coal and try and get some more points and that way I can get through the steamworks in order to be able to get those silver melding tickets and that way I can get my guard up jewels back because they have mysteriously disappeared and all my heavy bowgun sets are now obsolete I have to put evasion 5 actually on one of my sets in order for me to be able to roll through some of the attacks that come at me because I can't block them um I uh, I blame the Shakalakas, those shady little douches. I hate them. Yes, I would blame somebody about that. Yes, and that includes Cha Cha. <gasps> really? People. You don't like Cha Cha or yes. Miamba? No, I don't. Oh, cats are better. <laughs> uh, All right, Pan. Where can we find you? <laughs> uh, you can you can find me on Discord. Um, you can find me on uh, Reddit. Um, I'm usually hanging around r slash d behind the screen. Um, 
And I'm basically going to be uh, continuing to terraform my happy little island in Animal Crossing. Um, and I will also be getting to editing these old podcasts that I keep meaning to put online. And I'll actually finally have some time this week. That's going to be spawn awesome. spawn is going back to daycare. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to see what you get get around to playing mm-hmm. when, when you have finally have the me time. Me too, me too. I had my last class for my associate's degree uh, yesterday, and uh, right now I've basically got nothing going on till like June twelfth. Nice. Yep. It feels like my life in general, though. <laughs> oh, see, here's the thing. Just nothing going. Here's the on. thing. I only work <laughs> one day a week because I've been in school, and my new job doesn't start till the middle of June. Right. Right. So I've, I'm like that guy in that Twilight Zone episode. I'm like Burgess Meredith. I have time now. Just hope I don't break my glasses. Right. Build that, that island. Would be terrible. Get that population. I actually up. lived that life once. I I only had one pair of glasses. Lost them in the ocean in Florida. Oh no! The dumbest <laughs> thing I have ever done. Oh. Oh, no, never mind. It's not relevant to what we're talking about right now. I just remembered that there was, like, this thing. I think it was somewhere in Scandinavia. I can't remember where it was exactly. Maybe Norway. Where a beluga whale actually retrieved somebody's iPhone from, like, the bottom of the sea and brought it back up to them. That was so cool. I was like, wow, that is amazing. Yeah, I didn't didn't have any help. So I was on a (laughs) vacation where I literally could not see more than my hat bill in front of me for, like, the whole vacation. It sucked. I that sucks. Like, It was the worst vacation ever. And as, oh, man. And as for that Animal Crossing experience, yes. Build that island up. Get that population going. And fight Tom Nook. Try and battle against that loan. You don't oh. have to oh, pay I, I, I paid off my I paid off my loan ages ago by, like, by, like, uh, exploiting the hell out of, like, the turnip stock market. Oh, yeah, yeah. There is uh, that thing, yes. But yeah, if I'm anybody doing it. if anybody wants to Go play ahead. Animal Crossing with me, they can at me uh, in this Discord, and I will come running, unless I'm actually doing something IRL. Yeah, I uh, I've been playing too. I'm recovering from Emery clear cutting my forest. That's that's been a thing. Oh my god, no! From that, all that fruit. <laughs> no. Uh, she mostly hit the pine trees up on the second level, but oh gosh, oh, oh gosh. Well, I was, I was not mad. I was surprised. I was like, Emery, and she's like, huh, huh, what, Daddy? I'm like, did you just cut down all of my trees? <laughs> she goes, hee hee. <laughs> <laughs> my axe broke. Can you make another one? <laughs> she doesn't get any more axes. Yeah. No, no more tree cutting for you, child. Oh, man. I told her, you're not allowed to cut anything down ever again. She's oh, like a geez. Captain Planet villain. Nobody. She's... Oh, man. I didn't hear it all the way. What'd you say? Something villain? I said she's like a Captain Planet villain. Captain yes. Planet. Little, little M's the tree cutter. M's the forester. Alright folks, thanks for joining us tonight and we'll